The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 89. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. Going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. I've been watching you sleep, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing the show, the show there. <laughs> no. Oh, nice. Uh, before we uh, jump into the episode, I'd like to encourage everyone to come on over to our SQPN Discord at sqpn.com slash Discord. Uh, we have uh, separate channels for all the different uh, shows there, and it's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, today we are discussing the third episode of Season 5, Ascension. You want to give us a rundown of this absolutely riveting episode, Victor? <laughs> yeah, like SG-1 goes to a planet called Valona, which is completely ruined, except for one chamber, which has some mysterious device in it. Uh, Daniel can't figure out exactly what the device is, neither can Sam. But as Sam is trying to figure it out, she's knocked unconscious. And uh, then she wakes up and uh, she's in her house. And then someone else is in her house, and then the someone, and then, <laughs> and then no one else can like no one else believes that there's someone else in her house, and so they put cameras in her house, and then the person in her house like says, "I've been watching you sleep, Sam. Like you're my favorite." And yeah. um, and then eventually it's revealed that like this guy is a is a deascended ancient who is being punished for. Um, basically, he helped the Valonians uh, defend themselves against the Gould by creating a, a super weapon, um, which defeated the Gould all right, but it caused the other ascended beings to wipe out the planet. And they punished this guy named Orlin by sentencing them, him to live like 400 years on this planet. But when he saw Sam, he like he was like, I got to like get back corporeal here. And so he did. <laughs> and um but he sacrifices himself uh, to to make sure that the, they don't use the weapon again, and and then he goes, he turns back into a squid and flies away. And Sam's like, "What just happened?" That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sorry, I watched this like a few days ago, <laughs> and that was that was about as about as awkward as the episode was too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of like. Like, why isn't Sam just, like, screaming at the top of her lungs when this yeah. guy's in her house? But, yeah. I feel like, the, you know, every so often, sometimes someone on YouTube will take, like, a comedy movie and recut it as, like, a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you could very easily do that with this, because there's so many scenes of Orlin just, like, standing in shadow, like, staring at her in her house. Like, this, well, even, uh... Even when he first shows up, he said, oh, yes, I watched you sleep, and then I sat in your living room and watched TV. And the played on, you know, surf the internet on your computer and, and, and it's just like, 
Wow. And he didn't get the hint that was creepy as he was doing all this. I'm like, is this Stargate or Twilight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fatal attraction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, there, there's some cool things here, but there's a lot that's like, I don't know. There's some very have, cool bits. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the, it's not even really a B plot. It's kind of like thrown in at the end, but the whole thing with like the super weapon on the planet. Like I wanted to know more about that. Mm-hmm. You, Big you don't really get much on it. But I know, uh, I know you have a lot to say about, uh, about this episode, Lisa. So what were your thoughts on it? I have a lot to say, so I hope my internet's going to hold so y'all can hear me. Um, <laughs> first of all, I thought it was really a bit sexist of Fraser and uh, Jack and everybody to be like, oh, Carter, you passed out on the planet or something happened, but something actually didn't happen. You're just overworked and really stressed. And um, yeah, so you just need to take it easy and relax and go home and be happy and make some coffee or tea or whatever. And nobody believes you. And I, <sighs> That was so disappointing. I, I really felt like this episode could have been so much better if they'd stayed true to the characters and the team as to who they were. Because, like you said, Carter should have screamed and yelled and had a fit that there's some guy watching her in her house. And Jack's over there like, until you can prove you're not crazy, you're crazy. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing felt out of whack. The only... Uh, I watched this with my girls who are 21 and 16 and they, they thought that um, Orlin was probably one of the best Carter boyfriends. So they liked him. They thought he was uh, less creepy because um, Martouf preyed on her emotional state. Let's see. Uh, what was the Tolan's name? He preyed on her emotional state. Like there was a whole lot of weirdness, but he, the actors, I mean, it's happening and I can't remember the guy's name. Sorry. Um, uh, Sean Patrick Flaherty. That's it. Yeah, I, I thought I thought they did have decent chemistry. Like as they had some cute scenes, but as a whole, it was a hot mess. I just I liked seeing Carter in normal clothes and her car and her house, and so it was a good episode for her. But it was just a hot mess. I mean, completely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I had to check double check who wrote this and it was robert c cooper so like he knows he knows stargate but the feel this episode i would have assumed that it was some just random writer that they brought in to do one guest episode who'd never watched the show because no one acts like their characters especially it's just weird to see because they've been through so many of these crazy situations and now (laughs) they're going to be like oh you're delusional it's like really (laughs) yeah you're just overworked you never take a vacation (laughs) So now get this, Amanda Tapping won a Leo Award, which is an award for the British Columbia film industry for best lead performance as a female in this, for this episode. It's so weird. It was the camisole, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> it was the blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that she like, wasn't wearing her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was just not good all around either. I agree with that. I mean, it just. There was, there's nothing in it. I mean, Orland, first of all, uh, it, was it you, Victor, that said something about being, you know, like a, a piece of toast, basically? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's like a lukewarm, like not even lukewarm glass of water. I mean, but yeah, no, there's, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> the cool thing about this episode is there's a space weapon in it 
And then we get to see like an alternate Stargate, which we never mm-hmm. get to see. And That's this true. is probably a pretty cool Stargate. It's it's like so cool. If there's like a Minecraft mod, the Stargate Minecraft mod, they include <laughs> the Orland gate and mm-hmm. even have like the sounds from the show of it, like starting up. But I mean, yeah. No, and, oh, and we get to see where the bathrooms are in the SGC. Like, yeah, the yeah. men's room is. And that's like, we never get to see that you again. You get to see Teal dressed up as a cowboy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I love that cowboy. Yeah. Weird cowboy, but yeah. And you, and you learn that he loves Star Wars. Which is, yeah. that was, that's right. That was the best scene of the whole show. And Jello yeah. wrestling. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. What? That's okay. My, my girls go, what is that? And I'm like, ah. Don't Google it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I love Teal's outfit because it was like the black shirt with the red yeah. flames up at the top. You know, if you remember yeah. that, when well, that was popular in the '90s, and he's got the the cowboy style scarf and the big cowboy hat and everything that mm-hmm. doesn't cover his emblem, by the way. <laughs> the The only thing I can figure is knowing like where the season goes. They might have said, "Oh, we need to have an episode about somebody who's a who's a human becoming an uh, an ascended being and then becoming human again and then ascended again." And Robert C. Cooper, you're the one who, who like came up with the whole idea of the ancients. You you write it or something. That's all I can think, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. It's it almost episode. feels like one of those episodes where the cast had a little fun. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't take it too seriously. So, like, that ep- the scene where, um, you know, Jack's telling Carter that she's tense. And she's like, when did you notice? And he says, when we first met. And just yeah. the way they interact in that scene, it's almost like they were just kind of sarcastically, you know, like, it wasn't a serious scene. You know, I just, I felt like there was a lot of that. Like, they just had fun, you know. And I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, something I, I think else. The, the the bulk of my issue with this episode is really the characterization of Orlin. Like the concept's not bad. Like they could have done something interesting, but the the way he's played is just so like I, I guess he was trying to come across as like sensitive and quiet, but he just comes across as like he's on Ambien or something, and just like hello, my name <laughs> yeah. is yeah. Like yeah. I had, I had the knowledge of the universe, and then for four hundred years, I had to live by my. Like I don't know what they could have been thinking because, like this plot of like you know, alien incorporates a human body has been done so many times from like you know, Earth Girls are easy to Starman <laughs> to whatever the Kevin Spacey movie was. It's it's like it's and it's been done a lot better than this. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, at least we don't get any like what is Kiss you know lines in it or anything, yeah, but yeah. we. Like, I totally didn't get that he was incorporeal the first time he appeared. I, I thought he could just, like, pass through walls. But then – and then he's like, no, I'm corporeal. And I was like, oh, you, you weren't before? I mean, it's – I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know yeah. what, what, what his deal is. Of course, and we know he as an actor can act. I mean, oh, he yeah. was the young Indiana Jones. I mean, you know, in the hmm. Indiana Jones Chronicles. I mean, we've seen him before. We know he can act. So I just – it felt a little – um, I guess that's what they were going for, though, is that kind of monotone, creepy vibe. I don't know. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it? he wanted to share his emotions with her and be like, I saw you. You were so amazing. And remember, Nareem was the same way from Tolana. Yeah. Old mm-hmm. Tolana. I remember he did the whole, like, I saw you. You were an angel. and And didn't he, like... I remember what episode, like he shares his emotions with her. And then you have Martouf, who's like, I don't know you from a hole in the wall, but you carried 
my love of my life symbiote for like half a second. So now I love you and I'm going to prey upon those memories to make you care for me. And I'm like, what is with the weird emotional manipulation here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. I don't know if like the show's writers were like, we can't make any like love interest for Sam be more interesting than Daniel or Jack. Like, and so they have to be, I don't know. It's like, we can't have them overshadow Mm -hmm. like the main lead actors on our show. I don't know if that was like a consideration or something, but they're building us up. So when Pete comes on the scene, we'll be excited. (laughs) And also just, this is, this is an issue I've had with Stargate from the beginning is that none of the like off earth humans or aliens actually look alien. Like he just looks like a member of like a early two thousands, like pop band or something like the kind of fuzzy (laughs) hair and the, he has like a pullover on and I realize as I'm saying this, I've got fuzzy hair and a pullover on, so I don't have, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't say anything, but he's just, just he, well, he, yeah, he was just set up to be nondescript. Like he's like the, about the most mm-hmm. average nondescript looking person with his outfit and everything, you know, and they even kind of play on that. It's like he was wearing clothes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, he's like, like, I was like gray, you yeah. know, it's like, I was up all night watching your Earth television. You're like, oh, here's the thing about like you are a very violent species. Like, and this is what I think people on your planet look like, dress like. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. And there's just so, so many like, just like let the air out of the balloon. Like, we get introduced to like another ma- major villain of the show, played by John DeLancey, who is you know a legend mm-hmm. in sci-fi circles. And you like see his name in the credits, or maybe you don't. And then all of a sudden it cuts to the SGC and there's this guy just like at the table, like la 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 la, like wearing civilian clothes basically. And and you're like, wait, is that John Delancey? Like wh- yeah. who is what what is he? Like what's his character supposed to be? Like, like what what's he doing? And he's just like talking to Hammond and Hammond threatens him for like apparently no reason. He's with the Pentagon somehow. We don't know his name. It's it's very weird introduction of like somebody who'll become like a major villain mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, oh, we get to see him more. nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you only know it from this mm-hmm. episode. I mean, right? I assumed he was a one-off. Like, nope. Mm-mm. No, he, he actually becomes much more because, of course, they got rid of their villain with with uh, with NID and all that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, but it's just yeah, it doesn't. They don't introduce his name at all. You know, Cur- Colonel Frank Simmons. He's there in you know nice nice jacket and shirt, and that's about it. You know, when and when you consider that other times he's been paired up with Richard Dean Anderson and MacGyver, he played. Um, a very cool character in a first season episode, I think of, of MacGyver, where you think he's like this, you know, journalist who's trapped behind enemy lines, but it turns out he's like a in this prison, but he's like really an arms dealer, and it's a very cool role. Role, and then <laughs> in Legend, where he basically plays like you know Nikolai Tesla in the Wild West, you know, for for Richard Dean Anderson, and then and then in this one, he's just like you know guy in a chair. It's just it's just a really weird, like blown opportunities in this episode i i wonder if this is one of these cases where they didn't intend on having him back for more than one yeah you know, he was just a one-off you know kind of a stunt cast sort of and uh they decided well you know actually he's pretty good in this role and he's not doing q at that moment so why not it's possible yeah it is just odd though because i mean this is 2001 or 2002 like he was well known in sci-fi circles like he's a he was a big name for that kind of thing and he's just kind of thrown in here randomly yep Mm -hmm. 
Like they should have had him play Orlin. That would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's the thing too. It's like, of course, Orlin is like, like teen heartthrob or like, you know, late twenties or early thirties or however old he was like heartthrob. It's like, what if Orlin had looked more like Dr. Lee, you know, from, from Stargate and like, like, <laughs> Dow, like someone looked more like me and he's just like showed up at someone's house and be like, I love you, Sam. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it would have been like, you know, you never think it's like that old cartoon, you know, that shows like, you know, like appropriate workplace behavior. And it's like an attractive mm-hmm. person saying like, you look great. And it's like inappropriate workplace behavior behavior. It's like an older person saying you look great. You know, yeah. it's so it's sexist <laughs> in that way, too. But yeah, it's it's very weird. Like Sam goes to see Jack while he's trying to use the bathroom and says, like, if I had seen someone in my apartment again and you're like, you're never really clear, like, like. Is the surveillance equipment there? Is it not there? You know, after the fact, she says you guys removed it, but they didn't remove it, and so it's 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 and very, hypothetically, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 like watching something in a dream state. It's like you're you're not really sure sure, sure like what's going on. <laughs> but but you know, but we could all empathize with Jack at that point. How many times you know you've yep. been at work, you've been in a public place, and you really gotta go, and someone catches you right at the door. <laughs> Yep, we've exactly. all been there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Going through some big crisis in their life. <laughs> yeah. And it's just... Yeah. There, I don't really feel like there's a progression in their relationship, really. Like, there is, because, like, they get to know each other, and, like, he becomes corporeal, and is like, you can touch me now, and is super weird and awkward, but I don't feel like... Yeah. Because at the beginning, like, she's not, like, freaking out. She's just like, why are you here? And then it doesn't really progress beyond that other than she kind of acts like, oh, he's kind of sweet. But there's no I real progression curious. in their relationship. Yeah. 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 Until there, she comes home and he's like, you're late. I made dinner. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> she's like, uh, we don't have a relationship. <laughs> Slowly reaches for the relationship. Slowly brings the zat up. Slowly (laughs) extends the thing on the top of the zat. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's yeah. There is there's no progression to the relationship. There's no character development on Orland's part. There's a couple funny moments (laughs) where he's like, "Oh, you'll need a new microwave." Oh, oh yeah, like that's kind of funny. Like, oh, I ran up I ran up your credit card bill buying titanium and a hundred thousand watt capacitors for my Stargate. And, yeah. and like, if if they had given that character any more charisma or life up to that point, you'd be like classic Orlin, you know. But it's as it is, it's just like okay, that's something that guy in a suit, like in a pullover, said, you know. It, it yeah. just, it just they've lulled you into like a catatonic state by that point, and you're like, okay, <laughs> I guess that's happening now, or you know. And and why are there only two SG personnel like on the planet trying to activate the weapons? We get Colonel or you know Major Reynolds or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and he's cool. And then, like, unnamed SGC person with him. <laughs> but there's only, like, two people there trying to activate the weapon. Yep. It's really weird. And then... It's just more the out-of-character uh, acting. Like, even in a normal episode of Stargate, she would have gone to General Hammond and been like, hey, I know we want to test this weapon out, but mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. And he would have listened to her, and they would have solved the issue that way, rather mm-hmm. than her having to resort to subterfuge to do it. Like, Mm-hmm. It, it didn't feel yeah. like an episode of Stargate, really, to be honest. No, and, he, no. and he, he jumps right to the red phone. It's like Simmons is like, I, well, I'm from the Pentagon. We should use the weapon. And Hammond's like, I have a red phone in my office that talks to the president. <laughs> and then in the next very next scene, he's like, 
the president called. We're testing the weapon. It's like you know, they yeah. just let the air. It's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. Oh man, but yeah. It's like the the Orland Stargate is cool. I like the way it looks with like the little mm-hmm. heating elements where the chevron should be, and it's you know, and it's like a single yeah. dial. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that, only that dials part's to one cool. planet, you know, and. It lets you know that anybody can build a Stargate if you're smart enough and your and your credit rating's good enough. And, and and can make emeralds in your microwave, apparently. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how much uh how much titanium do you need to build a Stargate? And how easy is that just to order in bulk is what I want to know. <laughs> well, I, I want to know the power yeah. the I wanna know the power demands, because I mean they've got like uh super cool capacitors at SGC, but yet the guy plugs mm-hmm. into a Home sur- yeah, uh, service, volt, 220, yeah. 240 yeah. volt service, which does not yeah. put out that much energy, relatively speaking. I don't know. I mean, did, he doesn't say how long he's been charging those capacitors, but yeah, they show him plugging it in before they run yeah. down. So he hasn't That's been true. charging those capacitors. And and Sam's like, she knows she needs to stall the people, and they're like, Sam, Sam, are you okay in there? You okay in there? And instead of saying, it's like yeah, we're coming out. Just give me a minute. Instead, she says nothing. And they're like, okay, move in. And yeah, we're coming out. I got to do my hair first. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, (laughs) oh, we we have a really cool thing to show you guys. You know, to continue with the the sexism of the show, the episode, you know, they probably would put a line like that in. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Take it easy, Sam, and smile more. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I I do like the scene, though, where she's told basically just to take you know, time off and relax. And she's standing there and I, I don't need to relax. She's like, you know, grabbing yeah. her throat. Like she's so stressed out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, how many, again, we've been, we've all been there. We've been like, no, I don't need to relax. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and how like deflated Jack looks when he thinks like she has a date, you know, mm-hmm. or like there's a boy in your house and he's like, Oh, this wounds me. And it's like, dude, like, chain of command or not like you've had like multiple opportunities to make your move and yep yeah but not just that 15 minutes ago he told her she was crazy unless she could prove she wasn't crazy Mm -hmm. i'm like and now you're upset that she's not (laughs) yeah and and like she just said like hypothetically speaking what if i was seeing this guy in my house you know and he's like oh well that's interesting i gotta use the restroom and then like yeah you're right like 10 minutes later he's over at his house she's like i have someone over and he's like oh well have pizza (laughs) yeah yeah like it doesn't connect the dots at all yeah and daniel's hardly is daniel in this episode at all he he tries to translate the thing and then like Sam's like, how is it coming along? And he's like, oh, I translated. And he's like, she's like, ha ha, very funny. You just got here. And he's like, yes, I just got here. But he does eventually translate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can believe forgot he was in the episode. I think my brain is just trying to remove this episode from, from my mind <laughs> as we're speaking about it. So. No, maybe but, they were trying to isolate her the whole episode, like make them all, you know, get her away from the team and kind of, so that way she'd be more open to Orlin. But I don't know. It just didn't really work for me. What they could have done is have it be like, because Orlin like bonds with her or whatever, have that, have some sort of psychological effect on her where she hasn't seen him yet, but she is like really exhausted and they're like, you need to take time off. You're exhausted do it in like a reasonable way and then have her like go on vacation to like a cabin and 
like be hanging out and then Orlin comes and that way you have an excuse for the isolation and an excuse for them saying she needs time off without it being completely out of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on her home computer, she even has like SGC mission reports up. Like at one point you could see she's been working on like mission <laughs> reports in the background, which is like not really taking it easy. Uh, uh, I assume her house is a classified environment. Oh wait, no, it isn't. <laughs> her whole house is a skin. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Not if, not if anybody can walk in. Yeah, and then we we do learn something more about the ancients and the ascended beings in this one. You know, they if if you help artificially help you know the humans technologically or, mm-hmm. or try to help them ascend, you're you're basically blacklisted. Um, really weird that like you know Sam's like you know oh we met one of you guys before Oma Dasala and 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 Orland's like never heard of her. And, yeah. and so like, oh, well, she helps p- people ascend. He's like, oh, she must be a member of the res- resistance. That's why I've never heard of her. And then like later on, like everybody's heard of like Oma Dasala, right? At some point, like everybody's trying to get her and stuff. And it's, it's just maybe he's been out of the loop for 400 years or something. But yeah. And then and then they <laughs> take him back in like at the end, which is also not kind of what we know about the ascended beings. Like they wouldn't like let him become corporeal and then take him back that quickly just because he you know, blew up a, a nuclear reactor, but we do get to see the sca- uh, space squid again, but at least it doesn't have the human face on it. Like it did with um, the creepy <laughs> Sifu or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And this isn't I the end of Orland. Like... Oh, it's not. We get to see him again. Uh, Just not the same actor. Yeah. Not the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. It gets even creepier. No, yes, nice. it does. Yeah. Does he get less boring. He gets less old. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I do like the fact that when she asks about Oma Dasala, he doesn't know because so often in television shows, you'll That's mention true, like yeah. some random person and they're like, oh, of mm-hmm. course I know them. But it felt more realistic that he's like, oh, I've never heard of him. Oh, what? Yeah. So all ascended people know each other? Is that what you're saying? I'm ascended. Yeah, I, must know every, I must know every yeah. ascended person. <laughs> we all look alike. I mean, all we have the same number of arms and everything yeah. when we ascend. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm a space squid, I know all the other space squids. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, that was season five, was episode, episode three. three. Yep. It, it was. Not looking good for season five so far. Yeah. I think, I think it picks up. In and yeah, it's a good season, but it's okay because it was a continuation. But next couple are good. They're good yeah. Planet of the Week type episodes. That's good. Just felt off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's so much that could have made this episode better, you know. Better, you know, more better characterization of, of, you know, Orlin, better interaction between the team. It just, a lot could have gone more B- right be- with this. Better decision to shred the script before it got filmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been made it much better. Yeah. I hate to say it, but if they'd given this to, to, to Catherine Powers, it would have been a better episode. Oh. <laughs> I really like never thought I'd say that. <laughs> More entertaining, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Like, more out there, at least. You know, Orlin would have been... Yeah. You know, more interesting. A more interesting character, yeah. That's true. That's the true. more we've talked I'm... about this, the more I've hated it, so... Thank you. I like the Stargate. <laughs> I like the Orlin Stargate. It's in the Minecraft yes. mod. Yes. It's 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 a cool idea. 
Actually, I've never hated this episode. It's it's just really upon now that we're analyzing yeah. and really rewatching and thinking about it all. It's like, eh. You know, I, I always just liked it because it was a Carter episode and you got to see her house and her car and that she has work as her life. You know, I liked it for all of that. And, but I never really connected with Orlin. I just figured yeah. he was supposed to be creepy least, and weird and he was. At least she had a cool car. She yeah, did Volvo. have a cool car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, nice I, I drive it. That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah. 1961 <laughs> Volvo. Yeah. It kind of fits with her character. She likes Indian motorcycles and antique <laughs> Volvos and stuff, but. I did think the the introduction of Orlin was kind of nice where, you know, she she goes to step down to pick up the paper and, you mm-hmm. know, he's not there and she stands up and he's there. And it's not like he was just like running into like he couldn't have gotten in frame. So they had to do something like mm-hmm. some camera trick to get it to to work. And, and then but again, she should have just like had the mace out like instantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe she's just confident that she can take him. Right. I mean, she was taller than him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she didn't see him at first because he was so boring. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're so great. You just blended into the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? Nope. Oh, gosh. Can you expense the uh, microwave, the toaster, the, you know, her credit card? Does she get to expense that? Or can she just yeah. sell that honking oh, emerald yeah. to pay for all of it? Reimbursement to the government from the government. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would hope they would help her out with that. I mean, yeah, probably sell the titanium. That's that's valuable. Yeah, and, and the Stargate emerald? is still there. Yeah. I mean, they can reverse that's engineer true. that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what she as did long. in her free time after she had to take the yeah. suspension or time off for all of this she has right? to unplug her uh her dryer to plug the stargate in but other than that, <laughs> yeah, <fine. exactly>. yeah. <laughs> you're gonna need a 200 watt panel just to run that stargate I, let me tell you you're gonna need a, a separate 40 amp circuit it's not gonna be pretty it's like it's gonna cost you about a you know two grand but it it'll it'll work great on that note <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes some uh we have some uh, feedback. Uh, Minerva's Musings on Twitter says, I've read uh, the SG-1 Fandemonium fan, novel. As is often the case with multi-author series, some were worthy and some not so much. The ones I've enjoyed most got the character voices correct, kept the team together, and picked up unresolved storylines from the series. And that kind of ties into what we were talking about here, is that none of the characters felt like the characters and you encounter mm-hmm. that a lot when you read uh what's basically licensed fan fiction like mm-hmm. novels and stuff right so it's nice when you have someone who actually gets the character we could have used mm-hmm. that in this episode yeah, yeah. well that's yeah. that's the problem with so many of these uh secondary canon books you know whether mm-hmm. it is in star trek or star wars star wars they're they're a little bit tighter but still um they they do go from basically over glorified fan fiction to Stories that could actually very quickly and easily be made into a, a shooting script and that would fit well within the series. So there's a wide range there. Yeah. It's also really hard to get the tone right, too, in a novel, too, because, you know, novels, you can be a lot more, you know, adult with themes and stuff. And even in graphic novels, I've read some, you know, like Star Trek graphic novels and stuff. And it you can get a little dark with the themes that they wouldn't necessarily do on the show. And so like just getting the, the, the tone right is, as you know, as much as the character's voice is, mm-hmm. is, um, you know, a challenge. 
I also like I've read I've read some tie-in novels. Um, I've got to say, the worst ones have been the Firefly tie-in novels mm. because Firefly oh, no. has such a distinctive voice and like the writing right. style. Like, unless you're hearing the actors deliver those kind of lines, it just is super cringy. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was. I even... would not recommend those. It was even cringy when in 2001 when the show was airing. I mean, it, I'm tired of pretending it wasn't, you know. But. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 some it of it was. For what it was. Yeah. But reading it and imagining it. Anymore, yeah. No. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Marissa S., Ann G., Allison K., Thaddeus P., and the S. Family. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at SQPN. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, The Fifth Man. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. I have these, I guess you could call them feelings for you. Actually, the truth is, I think I love you. <laughs> well, that coming after you uh, saying you watch me sleep, I'm, I don't think this is going to work out. No. You're <laughs> <laughs> professional. Uh-uh. I agree. <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Technology. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash technology.